We believe the purpose of owning a business is funding your perfect life. Welcome to the next generation of growth and opportunity in the inspection industry. This is the Empire State of Mind. Empire State of Mind. Helping build companies with faster growth, higher profits, and more time freedom. Finally, a podcast for the home inspection industry and beyond. This is the Empire State of Mind. And this is your host, Matt Williams. Welcome to the show. I am here. As I'm Matt Williams, I am here. We are at actually in uh, Houston, Texas at the IEB Fall Mastermind. And today we have some very special guests on the program. I'm telling you, I'm super excited about this. Yesterday was a wine tour where we were on a bus touring wine facilities and uh, we got to talking and their story is phenomenal. Um, So I am here. I'm so glad to welcome Bill and Becky Amaral. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. So you guys are in, you told me South Florida. Where exactly are you guys located? We're in Hollywood, Florida. So it's just south of, south of Fort Lauderdale. A Holly, a Hollywood. That's yeah. awesome. Is it? Is there movies there ever? or One or two. I one think. or two. There was one filming last week, remember? That's what? true. <laughs> there we go. It's the new Hollywood. <laughs> it is. That's right. I love it. Yeah. So brand new Hollywood in Hollywood, Florida. That's awesome. You're out here now in Houston. This is um, a fun time. Um, so last night we were talking on the bus and- Bill, you mentioned that um, you like had a, like as a heart attack or what is it that you had? You're running a marathon and you like fell over and then you woke up in an ambulance and, and I got to tell, tell me the story. I got to yeah. know. <laughs> it, very similar. Um, so what I had was called a sudden cardiac arrest. So the difference would be uh, a typical heart attack is normally a plumbing problem. So there's artery type of problems. Okay. This was like an electrical misfire. So a little bit oh. different. So I was just running and um, the, the best way to describe it was I had like tunnel vision and I was just about to get to the finish line and, um, I just thought I was going to faint. So for whatever reason, I just, you know, went to the side of the road, told the bystander I was going to faint and then went down on the knee and then I blacked out. Wow. That's all I remember until I was being lifted in the ambulance. Wow. Becky, were you there? I was. I was waiting for him at the finish line and I heard the screams for a medic and my best friend's husband was with me. We had finished the 5k earlier and I just immediately got this sense, like, that's Bill. Oh, wow. And he goes, no, 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 no. Like, I'm like, no, I'm telling you, that's Bill. Like, and he's okay. He's not running it that fast. Like, it's fine. And we watched the medics go by, and, and he kind of kept me from going around the corner. Um, and then about- Did your friend know it was Bill at that point? No. Okay. No. And then I want to say a few minutes later, my phone rang, and it was a Key West number. And I just went white, like I knew. And I answered, is this Rebecca Amaralt? We have, you know, your husband here at the half marathon. There's been an incident. He's on his way to the hospital. Wow. And I was just taken back by, you know, um, it, I, it, I was just overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, are you here? I'm like, I'm here at the race. So then she directed me how to get out of the crowd to find a cab to get to the ER. Oh my gosh. And they didn't tell me anything of you know, what happened, right? Like, so is he just, alive right. or not no. or nothing? And then on the ride to the ER, the phone rings and it's Bill's phone calling me. And so I answer and, and it's him and he's, oh. he's in the ambulance and it's like, okay, he's talking to me. This is good, you know, and um, because they, you know, the paramedics had said, you know, do you want to, you want us to call her? And he's like, oh, let me call her, you know? Wow. So how much time passed between, hey, we need a medic and you hearing your husband's voice again? 
Oh gosh. Um, forever. Yeah. 20, 30 minutes. I I honestly don't know. We found out later he was down for about seven minutes. They were doing CPR before the paramedics got to him and got the AED to restart his heart into regular rhythm. Wow. Wow. So, so Bill, what happened to you? You black out, but you, you told me the story that you now have piece in the details because later. So, so Bill, what happened when you went down? So what, what we found out was there was a nurse uh, that finished. A, she crossed the finish line just before I was getting there and she was waiting for a friend and she saw me slow down to a, to a walk and was, you know, questioning like, why would I stop now? Um, and then she saw me go down on the ground and she immediately ran over and just decided, you know, something's wrong here. I need to check on this. So she did a, what's called the chest rub to see if I was responsive and um, I wasn't, so she immediately started chest compressions. It turns out uh, somebody else had seen her start, and this was another off-duty nurse. So they jumped in, and then it turned out, it ended up being three of them that did a rotation on me for about that seven or eight minutes of just doing chest compressions and as well as some breathing assistance. Wow! Yeah, for seven or eight minutes, and then and that's when paramedics showed up, and they had the defibrillator to. Is that what it was? Yes. The to yep. shock you yep. back and get your heart? Because it was a shock. It was an electrical issue, not a plumbing issue. Exactly, yeah. So what, they actually shocked me twice to get it back to its normal rhythm, but that ultimately was what uh, got me back to beating normally. Yeah, he was in a V-fib, they call it. Okay. Yeah, it was just quivering, but not pumping any blood. That's unbelievable. So so if they, they hadn't been there, nobody had seen that, like without an ambulance there, I mean, it required CPR to keep you alive. It did. It's actually a, like a 96% death rate. Uh, for incidents like this. Whoa. Because if you think about it, if I was doing my training run the day before, nobody would have been around to, to do this type of, you know, if it was on a, on a path in, in the woods, for example. So just hap- because it happened where it happened is the only reason why I'm here today. And people were trained and, and willing to jump in and help. Exactly. Wow. Know, which is huge because there's a, a fear almost sometimes of like, I don't want to get involved. You right. Know, um, I don't, well, yeah, I want to make it worse. Right. Or make it worse or, you know, and yeah. so there's this kind of this bystander thing where, you know, people um, don't know what to do or you get that fight or flight, you know, they don't, they freeze, you know, yeah. and so to have three people who were skilled and willing to jump in, you know, is amazing. That is unbelievable. And so, so they do CPR, they come along, they, they shock you, you're back up, you're, you're back in now, now you're in an ambulance. They got you on a gurney. They taking you to a hospital. What, what happened next? Well, when I woke up, I didn't know what happened. I, I, I still thought that I, I had just fainted and I was coming back too. But, you know, the paramedics told me it was a little more serious than that. Um, so I was, you know, kind of coming into the realization of what happened. But um, they were encouraged by all the signs. You know, I was hungry. Uh, that was one of the first things I said to them. That's a good sign. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. They, you know, they were on the, um, the phone with the emergency room kind of updating them. And, and they said that they weren't pretty encouraged by what they saw uh, at that point in the ambulance. Wow. And so how long were you in the hospital? So I was uh, in Key West and then they med flighted me, me up to Miami, to uh, Mount Sinai. And I was, I was there for about... Two, two and a half, two, three weeks. He was in the cardiac ICU while they were trying to figure out what had happened, the cause, wow. retest, check things, and then eventually decide to put a defibrillator into his chest. It's, do you have one built in now? So if it happens again... You can, do you have to hit a button or is it just auto? No, no, it's, it's, it's actually wired into my heart. So if, if it detects that rhythm again, it'll, uh, initiate a shock. Has that happened yet? No. Okay. Five and a half years. Thank God. Yeah. I was yeah, yeah. what that felt like. Yeah. They said it's like getting kicked by a donkey. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Right? I've never been kicked by a donkey, but I can imagine that, that, that's, um, yeah, that, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, 
so now, so it didn't happen again. It only happened the one time. And, um, and did they figure out why, or is it just like a random weird thing? No, there's theories that, that it's, you know, kind of a combination of events that just sort of came together. The perfect storm, if you will, yeah. um, stress, you know, uh, the, the, the stress of the event, the stress of life, um, nutrition, like all these other little factors that they just sort of came together at the perfect time. Wow. And uh, it could happen to anybody. You, you hear about it with, you know, kids in high school and on basketball courts. It does happen fairly yeah. often, yeah. about uh, 350,000 times a year in Whoa. the U.S. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really a lot. Yeah. I, didn't, I had no idea. And 96% of them die. Wow. Yeah, because there's nobody there to, ready to go. Right. right. So if somebody's there with CPR trained and ready to go, then that that's yeah. like the difference. It is. It, it is. increases their chance of survival like astronomically. You have four minutes the brain can go without oxygen before your brain dead. Yeah. So EMS usually can't get there that fast. Oh you, gosh, you of course not. You need people who know what to do and be willing to jump in and provide high quality CPR. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. So we haven't said this yet, but you guys also own a home inspection company. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Called Finish Line. Finish Line. Why, why Finish Line? Because <laughs> he was 50 yards from the finish line when that's, he went down. That's amazing. Yeah, we yeah. wanted to, we wanted to fi- try to find a way to honor the three heroes and, and sort of keep that story together. Um, and Finish Line just kind of popped into my head as, as a way to do that. That's unbelievable. Were you doing inspections when you were racing? Like was, or is, did you start your company after you were... After, after. Okay. So you started the company after this. So yeah, finish line. I love it. Um, and and so I, what, what fascinated me is yesterday we were talking and how you've incorporated your story and CPR into your business of inspections, which on the surface, it's like, how does CPR and, um, an electrical heart issue connect to home inspections? So help me understand this, help our audience understand how does, how did you connect, the, your experience into your inspection business? You know, it, it, it really doesn't connect, you know, one-to-one like you would think. Um, we'd have something there. But it, it, we, when we started the business, um, we wanted to find a way to give back and promote CPR awareness. And the way we initially did it was we offered to reimburse people if they took training classes. Okay. Now, the problem was three years later, nobody had even taken us up on the offer. So we weren't effectively doing what we wanted to do. Hmm. Um, now, we had a conversation with Wally Conway, and it was one of those 15 minutes of Wally's time. Um, and it, we got some Wally wisdom pretty quickly. So you know, within six minutes of that conversation, he said, what do you guys care about? What's important to you? What's your why? And I gave him a little bit of the background, and he just immediately said, why don't you become authorized and train people? <laughs> and by the way, why don't you train realtors? And it was, you know, it was an aha moment uh, for us. How far into that 15 minute conversation did that happen? I want to say about six or seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was some niceties and then it was right. He went right to it. <laughs> if, if, if our audience, if you have, if you don't know who Wally Conway is, the first episode we published was talking about strategic philanthropy through your business. Um, and so go back, listen to episode number one. Um, and you know, you'll learn who Wally Conway is and you'll have a great appreciation and respect for the six minute conversation that changed Bill's life. <laughs> and, and that's what initiated my call to Wally was, that that conversation about philanthropy and business and how we could you know sort of do more with what we 
you know, are passionate about. Yeah. And that's something that Wally is like always talking about is how do you basically, how do you take your business and the, the platform that you are, have already built and use it for th- philanthropic purposes. And, and I just, when I was like, man, this just echoes and rings so true to what we talk about here on having a business that isn't just about making money, but also making a difference in, in our communities. And, and, and I mean, that's just, that's really, it's really incredible. So, so now what do you do? How do you, how do you do it? You don't just reimburse have you, have you, you said you've never reimbursed anybody for a class because they just didn't take you up on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, it, so how do you do it now? So now we, what we've decided to do is just offer an awareness class to realtor offices, you know, they're in staff, like basically the whole, um, anybody in the real estate industry. So even title companies and lenders and the awareness class is just a one hour non-certification class. And it's just covers the basics of, you know, what is CPR? Why is it important? Um, We'll cover what an AED is. We'll have hands-on with an AED, the defibrillator, mm-hmm. um, as well as the mannequins and what ch- chest compressions need to look like. And then some simple um, Heimlich type of stuff for first aid. So AED, those, like we see those. I just saw one today. There's one mount, right outside of our right room. Right outside of our room, yep. mounted to the wall. And you see them on commercial buildings on a regular basis. In fact, I think it's code now when you're building buildings, certain square footage or assembly guidelines, they have to have a certain number of AEDs. They have them in schools. They have them, you know, in gymnasiums and, and places like that. So um, do you know how to operate one of those? So we do now. <laughs> see, I, I see those mounted to the wall and I'm like, I wouldn't even touch it because I wouldn't know what to even I mean, I guess if somebody's laying there and like, and I'm the only guy, like to what you were saying, Becky, about like people are like, I don't know how to do this, I don't exactly. know what to do. I mean, I would, I would look at them and be like, well, I got to do something, and I'd probably pull this box off the wall and be like, I don't know what to do. I'd be all nervous, right. and right. yeah. So how does it, how do those things work? Are well, they complicated? They're not. So they've made them so user friendly. And so the first step is call nine one one. Right. Okay. And then yeah. grab the AED and power it on. They're self-guided. So most of them will actually tell you what to do, but that the CPR, I'm sorry, the 911 operator will also walk you through and, and try to help you utilize it and do it. But it'll prompt you. It'll tell you where to put the pads. It'll say, don't touch them. We're doing a scan. It'll scan for the heart rate. It'll say, Hey, administer shock. And the button will flash to tell you to, you know, everyone clear and hit the button to shock it. And then it continues to keep monitoring and it'll even count for you. Your, you know, chest compressions keep doing, but it really does come down to, you know, people's knowledge level and comfort level. So, um, as much as you're willing, take the guidance from the 911 operator and follow the machine. And, and you, all you can do is, is your help right there to me, there's no downside Okay. Cause right, they're, they're, gonna they're not going to make right, it. Yeah. Anything right. you do is help. Any, anything you try, it, at yeah. least you're helping potentially preserve that life. Well, so, so those boxes are like not idiot proof, but, yeah. but like, which is great. Cause I'd be an idiot with that thing. Yeah. Like I have zero <laughs> medical training in my life. Yeah, and they've got stickers and pictures. They show you where to place them. It's like, like a cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. I can follow that. Yeah. I can follow cartoon <laughs> steps yeah. and it's voice prompts and it'll keep telling you if you didn't do what it needed to do place the pad in the appropriate place. Oh, it's like a, a speaker place. and a voice. It, and It talks to yep. you. Oh, a perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That it walks sounds you like through the steps. even I could probably figure that out then. Yeah. Anybody can do it. And you know, the point of the awareness class was just to bring awareness to it. Like, what is it? What is that box on the wall over there? And you know, what does it look like? What does it feel like? So that's yeah. why we do a hands-on kind of demonstration of it. And then the goal from there would be, if you think about that as kind of the top end of the funnel, we've got, you know, lots of people taking those classes we also want to get more people certified. So from there, people are going to register for certification classes and, and that's kind of taken up off of an, an, a life of its own. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. 
So, so now you mentioned that you're actually on a TV show um, about this. Uh, and I, I can't tell it right. You got to tell the story. What, what was the TV show? And you got to meet the people that like saved your life. Yeah. So I got a phone call. So I did a Facebook video that went viral and I was just basically looking to see if anybody could help me connect with those nurses. And that was you in the hospital, right? I saw the video. So it's you in the hospital saying thank you to whoever these random people are. Yeah. And if you know them, like, can you send me their info so I can thank them? Because they just disappeared. They did their thing. Paramedics came and they left. And I just wanted to reach out and thank them. So the video actually succeeded in that. And uh, we found them within 24 hours. And then that's fast. You know, I was able to talk to them on the phone briefly and just thank him, and that was great. And then we got a call from the Harry Connick Jr. show and that they wanted to reunite us on, on TV, so they flew us all to he New York. He thought it was and, a prank when he got the call. Like, this is a prank call. What, you know? <laughs> I didn't know he had a TV show. I knew he was a musician. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I knew he was a musician as well. I didn't right. know he, yeah, he had a show either. So they did that, and the, you know, the, the, that's actually the video that we use at the beginning of the trainings because it does really bring the whole situation you know, it makes it more real yeah, and uh, gets people's attention. Yeah. I, I watched the video earlier today and yeah, it was, um, it's a, we'll have the, for those, we'll have the link to it in the show notes. So if you're listening, go to the, wherever platform you're on, just go to the show notes and you'll have some contact info for, for Bill and Becky, but also the video for, um, for that, uh, that, that YouTube video link will be there. You can go check out thing out. Um, it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so, so I got to ask this. So now you're doing CPR training for people in the real estate industry, has that connected? How is that connected to your inspection business? Um, does it, what are the effects on your business now that you've taken these types of like generosity things? Have you seen any effects or any impact yet on your business or, or is it, it like maybe not financially, just relationally or any kind of impact? We, we have, I yeah. mean, so it's, um, we just got authorized and trained to be instructors literally the last week of, um, September, beginning of October. And so we've already done a couple of classes and we've been reaching out to agents, um, at offices. And, and we really started with our trusted agents to share the story and say, you know, the, the feedback has been amazing. I mean, everybody is just blown away. They love it. Um, and then they're connecting us in the office to get it set up for, you know, their office or their team. And so we've even been able to get into offices that would no, don't let vendors in period. And you can't come in and do any kind of presentation, you know, to them, but this is us giving back and, and helping them with the skill. And the way that we kind of explain it is you're realtors, you're out in the public all day, every day, you're doing showings, you're yeah. at listing appointments. You never know when a client could go down in front of you, let alone personally, a family member or something. And so we just want to help skill you and, you know, and educate you in another way, um, you know, that just better prepares them. And so they love that because we're not coming in to sell anything. We're just paying it forward because we're grateful and, and we want to do that. And on the flip side, you know, if they, we happen to run a home inspection business and if you ever need one, you know, and, and you like what we stand for, you know, we're here. And so we're already seeing, you know, that, um, that turnaround already and just people really excited about what we're doing and, and, and really liking it, you know, as far as the business numbers, you know, let's check back in in six months. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Right. But I mean, you're not, that's not your motivation right. even, No. but you, you, you're probably going to see better relationships and you're more real, more human, you know? And, and yeah, like every, what's your, I mean, let's be honest. You, you, like, what's your competition doing? They're like, well, check out, I got this new thermal camera, you know? And 
And it's like, yeah, no, we're saving people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, and, and like, you're literally saving lives. And that, that part is just amazing. Even if they don't even ever use you in business, they right. probably will. But if they don't, you know, it's, Hey, you're, you're helping people save lives. And for the, those realtors that are already using you, it just creates a deeper bond, you know? And they're like, yeah, no, these are like, these are really good people, you know? And it's not, they're not just here to make a buck. Like they're real humans that are really like making a difference in the community. And people love that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's so satisfying and fulfilling. It's like, I don't make any more money, but I'm just like helping people. That's just amazing. And, and we've set a really ambitious goal. We want to train 1 million people. Wow. CPR. That's incredible. Yeah. And it goes outside of just real estate and that, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm training at our chamber of commerce, you know, locally providing that to the public. So we, we, this is going to take on its own thing. We're going to build a nonprofit around it and I love it and really spread it. Cause that's what we're really passionate about, you know? Yeah. And all that started from a conversation, like it connected with a conversation six minutes with Wally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Isn't that funny? Just a simple conversation can put that spark into somebody's mind, into somebody's heart to be like, man, if like, yeah, that's a great idea. I should do that. In fact, I bet right now somebody's listening and they, I bet your conversation here today put a spark in, in somebody's mind. Right. So, yeah. so for, if you're listening right now, it's like, wow, but this, like to the listener right now, we have, we have two listeners. Um, and so I'm kidding. We have more than that, but, <laughs> but the two people that listen, but so like, if one of them is like, Hey, I want to do something different. What, what are the steps that you guys would say having going through this now, what would you say to this person who's like, has a dream or has something that like, I could do something better with my business. And they're inspired by your story. What would you say their steps are? The first would be figure out your why. Okay. You know, I really hone in on, what, you know, your one thing, right. And there's books out there about it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but I would say the first step is like, figure out your why. And then if you can find a practical application, you know, for that, Mm -hmm. then you can figure out how to tie it back later. But I just, I'm a firm believer when you're doing the right thing, you know, and your, your, your soul and passion are aligned, everything just starts to come together with the conversations we've had, the energy that we've attracted, from this and how quickly it's just kind of blown up, you know, it, it has blown our mind. It's been a couple months, you know, we're a month and a half in and, and it's already unbelievable that how much, so that, that's what I would say. I don't know, Bill, what you would add. No, I think it's the same thing. It's, it's, you know, um, Wally did, you know, force us to kind of look in again at, you know, what's really important to us. And it wasn't about the business. It wasn't about any of that. Um, and then just the connection was there. And I think, you know, it, Maria, who's our office manager, was also on the call and she has her own personal, you know, um, experiences, right? That she wants to bring some of that in. So I think everybody's got, you know, someone they know that's been affected, not just by, you know, this need for CPR or anything like that, but could be cancer, could be, you know, you name it, right? Right. Um, there may be a way to, to tap into that, you know, as, as something that's important to you. And, and somehow if it helps your business or helps your relationships, then, you know, try to take advantage of that. That, that's incredible. So, um, yeah, so finding your why and then finding a way to, to connect that. Yeah, I think you're right. If you, if you don't have the why and the motivation, it's, it'll fizzle out too, right? This is such a deep thing f- for you two that it's not something that's going to fizzle out over time. Like it literally saved your life, right? Yes. Bill, Bill is here today. Yes. Becky, you have your husband. I here have today. my husband. We have a three-year-old son that wouldn't exist. Wow. Like, and you put it in that kind of framework, right? Yeah. And it's like, man, the, the massive impact that just a simple training can do to, and to save a life. Right. Yep. And, um, and it's, I mean, for anybody out there, everyone's got their passions. And so sometimes we had even had set this great vision last year, um, of this other, you know, 
charitable work we wanted to do, but it was, it was big, which was great, but it was also, it seemed cumbersome, the amount of steps to get there. And so any way that you can take your passion and find a simple way to start, you know what I mean? Just find something to do to start it because, um, you know, and just take that first step and then take the next step. And the more that you talk to people, like I learned this in a leadership class, like sharing your vision doesn't mean you have to figure out the how before you share, you share and the people around you are going to help you figure out the how. That's so good. They will help guide you and you will attract that energy and this thing will grow. And so just figure it out and then share it. That is so good. I'm so glad you said that. That is, that is fantastic. It's so true. If you have a compelling vision and you have the passion behind your why, the right people will come around. Mm -hmm. You'll, you will, you'll magnetically attract the right people into your group and, and it will start to happen. Yeah, that is that is so good. So, if somebody wants to get a hold of you guys, what's your website? Um, what's a maybe an email or what's the best way for someone to contact you guys? Do social media? We do. Yep. So we're we're on social media. Um, our website's finishlineinspections.com, um, and there's a contact form there. But honestly, you know, it's Bill or Becky at fl for finishline dash inspect.com is our email. Okay. Um, so you can reach out to us that way and we are on social. So FL inspect, you know, that's our, our handle on Insta and, and, um, um, Facebook. Okay. So. We'll put those links in the show notes too, as okay. well for email and social media and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, this is to really end with the link for the video and all the different stuff that we've been talking about today. And yeah. So if you're listening, I just want to say, Hey, listen, find your passion, find your why and find a way for your business to give back I mean, that, that strategic philanthropy and the generosity. That's one of the mindsets of IEB that we embrace so wholly around here is to being able to be that kind of a, a business owner that we're not just taking, but we're giving back. And so guys, Absolutely. thank you so much for being here on the show. Um, and, uh, I'm, 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 I'm really excited. So thank you guys for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You've been listening to Empire State of Mind for the home inspection industry and beyond. Our passion is to elevate the home inspection industry with mindset, strategy, and tools. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. For more, follow on Instagram at IEB Coaching. And don't forget to hit the website at www.iebcoaching.com. Learn about IEB at no cost and have all your questions answered on our open call once a month on the third week of the month. We hope to see you there and we'll see you next time on the Empire State of Mind.